I'm trying real hard not to talk to Gary about tomorrow night's recording. And I, I've already yeah. broken a bit of that because I just finished watching Empire today and I have so many notes. Uh, we're going to watch <laughs> Jedi. We're going to watch Jedi tomorrow. I have yep. so many notes. I have so many. And I already said like a bunch of things to him, but I was like, it's fine. I'll have plenty to say tomorrow. I'm just going to repeat all this to the other people. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard not to say things because I was like, there's a difference. I've watched these movies so many times. Um through the lens but, of just enjoying them. I, I, never I critically. Yeah, I've never actually sat down and watched them, which you'd think for somebody like me who has been to school for this kind of stuff, like Star Wars of all things, like as many times as I've seen them, like I would have at least once been like, huh, but no, this is actually the first time that I've sat down and like watched them with a with a critical eye. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I have issues. With, with the things that I'm watching right now. I have things to say, and I have notes, and I wrote so many notes, and I feel like it was just my brain, like, spewing onto a page, if I'm honest, because I've got, like, a whole page of notes just for Empire. I haven't even gotten... Like, I know I've got... Between me and Gary, I know we've got at least a page to two pages for A New Hope, wow. and we watched it together. Yeah, but that's handwritten, so I don't know how accurate the two pages oh, really okay. is, but, yeah, yep. so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I just did all my notes on my phone. <laughs> oh, gosh, I could never do that. I need, like, a keyboard. I need a full keyboard. Yeah. By the way, I'm not doing the VTuber thing tonight because yep. I I had almost got on with my makeup on. Like, I hadn't even taken my work makeup off yet and uh, yep. my war paint. And I was like, I don't feel like putting my contacts in. And I just don't, I don't like setting the avatar to auto blink. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fun. I don't care. Yeah, I know you don't care. But you know, t tonight is a, is a no avatar night. I don't. I, it's fine. So yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to recording tomorrow night with um with Anubis and uh, Erdnays uh, with my better half for um the first in a trilogy <laughs> about each of the Star Wars trilogies. Uh, not the side movies, although we can talk about those a little bit too. But there's no restrictions yeah. on the episodes for that. So. Uh, I'm super, 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 super excited about that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think so. Cool, cool, cool. I think I'm going to turn your volume up just a little bit. There we go. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Can you hear my cat at all? He's doing the meow thing oh, yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear the cat. Yeah. Meow. Come here. Meow. Come here. Come here. Meow. Oh, my goodness. I'm. By the way, I'm not going to say the episode number we're on because some of these are recording out of order. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, so. Have we ever said the episode number? Yeah, I did it one time, and I was like, "Okay, oh, it worked okay. out this time." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Never again. Never again. All right. <laughs> um. So, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to go over before we move on from the random discussion about things <laughs> and into the actual topic at hand um do you have any news for this week uh only that i'm looking forward to going game shopping and trading after this is over i'm i'm heavily debating getting the haunted lego mansion thing i've got to make a decision by the end of this weekend because pretty soon they're going to take it off Yes, do it. Yeah. 
I, I guess. I'm, well, the thing is, I've got my Epion figure that I've never put together. I need to do that with Gary. So I figure if I get this, then I, I really need to get them both done so I can put them in my office at work. So. Oh Jesus Christ! I remember the first time you mentioned yeah. that you had that. That was mm -hmm. like nearly ten years ago now. Yeah, Jesus and it would Christ. literally it would take an afternoon for me to just put it all together because it's just the snap pieces. Um, oh. Uh, it might take you a little bit longer than that because you need to trim off nub marks and make. Oh sure yeah, we've got the snips for that. Yeah. 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 We it's, got not, that. it's not just snipping. You need to give it a little bit of a, like with I think the, we got some sandpaper. The, yeah, sandpaper will do a bit of a, a yeah. hobby Gary, knife. Gary knows how to do that stuff. Yeah, but yes. if you don't get rid of them, the pieces aren't going to go together properly. Yeah, I just figure between me and Gary, it's not going to take like forever or anything like that but because hmm. he knows how to do that stuff he's done a bunch of them before yeah, yeah. he just hasn't done them in a while so yeah, yeah. i don't know anyway yeah i need to get the epion done and so um i broke a piece of mine it was only a cosmetic piece so it didn't matter but bothered you about that. yeah yeah it was a little thin for the for the knee like a thin spike yeah the, the um Snapped in half. Ouch. God damn it. Battle damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I had to justify it. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it annoyed me because I paid like <laughs> I mean, well, bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a Gundam figure. You know, you don't yeah. expect to break things on your Gundam mm. figure. So mm. Uh, mm. I, I would feel the same way if I messed up any of my five nights at freddy's funko like large figures i've got two of them yeah. and i spent like 50 bucks a pop on them and i love them and if they got damaged in any way i would be so sad yep so yeah yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> apparently apparently my my cat kenny just wanted to be held so you're very Aww. fortunate i'm not on the vtube thing tonight buddy so you can sit in my lap so um <laughs> All right, we should probably just go ahead and get on with tonight's topic since we're like six he's, minutes in. He's thinking, he's thinking, no, you're fortunate. I can oh. sit on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So um, let me, I don't know if we actually had a specific title. Um, let's see. Uh, Gods, useful or useless? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. But God's done well and badly. It's a geek philosophy episode. It's the episode in between the episodes where I do a lot of work and research, and I don't have to brain. This is a no-brain episode. Hi. Okay. Do you mm -hmm. want down? Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, Kenny. Um, and yeah. So I this is never brain. Yeah, I do all the braining, <laughs> and you are the cats, and you do yep. none of the braining. You do all the sleeping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And you bring the opinions. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes unpopular opinions, but opinions nevertheless. <laughs> um, okay, so this is 32-Bit Bards. Uh, welcome to the nonsense. We are not live recording on Twitch tonight because I, I just, I don't have the energy. I've had a rough day. Um, I am Kit Rowe. And I'm Riven Daniel. Yeah, and uh, welcome to the nonsense. Since I can't, I don't have a better tagline, that's what we're going with. Welcome. Welcome to the nonsense. Because I feel like too many people use welcome to the madness, right? So. Yeah. Maybe the chaos. Welcome to the. We're not really chaotic, though. So. I don't know. I if you come like up it, with something better, I, then we'll go with that. I, 
No, I like Welcome to the Nonsense. I, I like that. But Welcome I feel like we need a Panic at, Panic at the Disco song to go with it. <laughs> I need to pay somebody on Fiverr to make us a new intro, and I just I can't be bothered right now. To be very British yeah. for a moment, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Ah. Oh, well. oh, yeah. Anyway, all right. So I feel like you should take take it away tonight if if you feel comfortable doing that because – this is a topic that's very close to your heart. You have I have opinions about gods and, and in literature and media, in stories, uh, in narratives of all kinds, comics, etc. Um, but mostly it's just there's not anything so specific, right? For me, it's just I have thoughts in general about how they should be utilized. I don't have a specific set of gods in a thing where I'm like, ah, those are really bad. But I'm sure that that you do. You have opinions because this is more your wheelhouse than mine, so. Uh, I was just going to say, did you want to explain the premise of the topic first? Oh. Um, I mean, I guess just basically our opinions on gods in popular media and how they're executed or written as characters <laughs> would probably be the, the yep. basis, right? And. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, we're not talking specifically about mythological gods. Right? We're not... When we... No, no, no. No, not the mythology itself. That's that's for our superheroes podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes. We're we're talking about actual gods in any story. Yeah, like Percy Jackson or the DC Comics Universe or Marvel or... um, Gods in fantasy novels. Hercules. Yeah. 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 Modern media representations of gods. They don't have to be like the Greek gods. They could be made up gods that um, creators have written for their stories. Yes. So custom gods. Yeah. Like the powers that be in Buffy, for instance. I I feel like uh, something that would have been worth watching or reading ahead of this would have been American gods. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not supposed to do research for the geek philosophy. We're just coming yeah, in yeah, with I our know, but, balls to the wall. I know, but it just popped into my head for oh damn, that would have been good to have on have on hand as go to knowledge. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I get you. I get what you're cooking. Yeah. yeah. Um Crap, I really don't know where to start. You were talking about the novels before. Um, you had mentioned uh, some novels that I have never read. Popular series. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have my thoughts collected together about how where to how to start. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I will I'm, go ahead I'm, and go. I'm, you don't have to. Sorry, because I'm, I'm I'm used to jumping off your oh, side of okay. things. Oh, okay. No, that's totally sorry. fine. I'll roll with it. Okay, so um, can cut I, that part. You don't sound like an idiot. You don't sound like an idiot. You sound like an awkward kitty cat. It's totally fine. Anyway, okay, so, um, yeah, no, we've been doing this for a while. You'd think we'd we'd have it figured out after about 10 or so episodes. Um, uh, Yeah, so my biggest issue with gods and stories, because I feel like I I have stuff that I'm working on that, that has gods in it. Um, and the biggest kind of wall that I've run into creating my own worlds with gods is 
when you have good gods, when you have um, uh, is it benevolent, benevolent gods, yes. right? Yes, um, who help the heroes um, when they're when they're malevolent or chaotic. Um, they, they, it's not a big deal if they. Well, I think specifically more so chaotic or indifferent. It's not a big deal when they kind of do whatever they want or they don't help the heroes or they do things on whims, even though they're all powerful because um, they just don't care. Like the Greek gods are very much like that. They're very much about their own self-interests and um, they do things on whims for the most part. Um, so that doesn't bother me, right? But when you're constructing a universe that has evil gods um like or or gods that are malevolent or and or benevolent gods um the problem that i find that i run into particularly at least i did when i was constructing them was when you have heroes for instance um and and they're fighting against like an evil god um it's you run into the question of well why are the heroes doing this the gods have the, the benevolent gods have all of these powers like they're omnipotent you know, usually, even if they're not all-knowing, they're not generally all-knowing, but they're all-powerful, right? Mm -hmm. um, why why aren't they interfering? If they're the ones who have entrusted the heroes to do these things, and they're concerned with usually, like, the world being destroyed or something, because that's usually what the issue is, like, in my experience, yeah. in, these, in, in any story. Not specifically anyone in particular, but many stories. Um, mm -hmm. Why are these all-powerful gods not being the one to take care of things and usually you'll have some kind of general excuse that well it's not their job to interfere in you know the folly of mortals per se but i feel like that's a really watery excuse like if you're gods you can do whatever the heck you want now mm -hmm. if your reasoning is like there was some kind of treaty sign between like the evil gods and the good gods like millennia ago where they were like look when we fight we destroy everything and that's not great for our business, so we're not going to do that. Um, then sure, the only way they can really interfere, do things directly, is indirectly with mortals. Okay, cool, you've got a solid reason there. I get what, I get what you're cooking. Um, or if you um, have it that... Uh, I'm, it kind of left me a second ago, but... Um, I don't the excuse that like they they want mortals to figure things out on their own or do things I I guess just doesn't because if you've got a super evil force trying to do a bad thing you know it just doesn't make sense to me that these all powerful gods aren't going to jump in and interfere but if their hands are tied in some way because of an agreement or a contract that prevents like universe destruction or then I'm on board with that but I or if you keep things vague that's another thing too if like you as a writer are writing these things or creating these things and you make it really really Gary, can you please take care of him? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, everyone loves a cat, but my stars. I, I don't. Yeah, no, buddy, I don't. He's in the background going, rah, rah. like, it's, it's, it's cat end of the world. Anyway, um, I feel like you can keep things really vague. Like, there are some universes with gods where they keep stuff super vague. Um, and yeah. they don't explain their reasoning or why they do things. And so from the perspective of the main characters, they're just like, well, why aren't they helping? You know, why aren't they doing this or whatever? Um, then sure. Uh, that's fine. Keeping things as vague as possible with gods in a universe is mm -hmm. totally cool, too. 
Uh, but I just, mm-hmm. I can't do that in my own stuff. Like I have to have, like, even if I don't explain it to the readers, I have to, in my own, like have to have reasons for why yes. things that connect and work in the universe. Not every writer has to do that, but, but I do. So that's usually my I, biggest I beef with God. I think it's a sign of good um, world building though, when authors do go that but, extra mile. Yeah, but do you have the same problem? Because I know you've got gods in your universe. Do you find yourself being, well, why aren't they interfering if they're benevolent, you know? Yes. Yeah. Simply put, yes, I do have a big problem with it. Um, For me, there's always going to be a reason why. If there isn't a reason, it's just, it's a plot hole. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I stumble when I'm coming up with these stories, because then I think, oh, yeah. I've got all these gods. Why aren't they doing, doing the stuff? Anything? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's it's just hard sometimes. So you is how do I put I it? I still haven't fully figured it out for um my fantasy series because um I think my reasoning was that um the the villain had had done something that really prevented the gods from fully interfering or if they did like worse things would happen i can't really specifically i haven't fully fleshed it out i think is the problem but in my other universe they they just the universe is really big it's not that they don't care it's that they've got a lot of worlds Mm -hmm. to kind of keep track of so yes being overly concerned with one as long as it's not that the, the particular world in the story isn't important. It's actually like super important over all the other worlds. It's just they have a lot of other things to keep track of. So it's like as long as A and B aren't happening, it's fine. And and what they've got set up works really fine. So they just they just don't interfere like a lot. They they do when yeah. it's necessary, but that's the reasoning for that. The setup they've got is is good and they don't they don't really need so, to. So So I've I've started moving towards the idea that either my gods aren't actually gods, they're just being misinterpreted yeah. as gods, or they're beyond gods. Like yeah. The things that are happening below them are, are insignificant to them, so they don't care yeah. what happens. They don't really take an interest. Yeah, It's only the, um, the more malevolent ones that are interested in the lower planes. Yeah. So to speak. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, if you have gods that are dependent on mortals' belief in them, then it's in their best interest Mm -hmm. to do certain things for those mortals that worship them. So that adds a whole other complex layer to certain stories. I've seen some stories that that do that, some um, which I think is an interesting layer, but um, yeah. I think it's my biggest issue, really, with benevolent gods is like, well, if you're so, if you care so much, then why aren't you doing anything? And I feel like the flimsy excuse of like, well, we don't interfere in the lives of mortals is just, it's super flimsy. Um, Mm -hmm. I I feel like there needs to be better reasoning. Um, Yeah, I don't, see, it's, it's been a while since I've watched the Hercules series, but Zeus was always, Zeus was portrayed as like a good god in that series and he was just always getting hercules to do stuff for him right and i just never am i wrong it's been forever since i've watched that uh, he was like 
seventy percent good, but there were episodes where he was the problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. And, I just... and then eventually he gets turned mortal and dies. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Hera turns immortal. I think. <laughs> I I feel like that's not. I kind of wish that I had like read Percy Jackson because I feel like it's one of the more modern versions where you have like gods yeah. and stuff. So modern representation, yeah. Yeah, and I heard the guy who wrote the series did a lot of research into the Greek gods, so it's it's a really interesting mm. interpretation. So um Greek and Roman gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he may kinda... have, may have um looked at other gods as well, I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. I know that in the Percy Jackson stuff, the Greek gods go through phases where they become the Roman gods. Mm-hmm. But they are actually both or something like that. Yeah. I that thought makes that's sense. interesting. That's yeah, because the Romans adopted them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I can't... The, um, maybe we just haven't seen a lot of stuff with gods in media recently. I mean, the closest one I can think of is, like, Lucifer, and they keep... And I haven't finished the show. I still haven't, because I think part of me is just afraid to, but does... Uh, I don't should, mind, if it's, should, I don't mind you, if it's... You should finish it. I don't mind if it's spoiled a little bit, but, like, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Yahweh doesn't does he show up at all? Yes, like, yes, he does. Ne- does it Neil Gaiman? No. Oh, that's sad because he was the voice of God in like season three, I think. Oh, was he really? Yeah, when they had that one episode where it was a different life for Lucifer and um, the detective, where she was an actress. Um, oh, when, I never watched that episode. Yeah, when God is is narrating, it's Neil Gaiman's yeah. voice. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty great. So I was like, oh, yeah. did I get Neil Gaiman to be God? That's so cool. Yeah, I'll, I definitely I'll, have to watch. Damn. I'll um, send you a picture of who plays him. Oh, okay. Anyway, so I feel like that's the closest one where you've got, like, some gods. And even in that, you're just like, okay... I haven't watched all of it, so I can't really talk about it, but, like, even in Buffy, like, the powers that be, it's like, y'all are all powerful, aren't you? Like, for the most part? I feel like they don't really delve into them too much. They do in the comics, but they're pretty all-powerful. Yeah, that annoys me in Buffy, because there's no reason why the powers that be don't take more direct action. Other than they're just really chaotic beings and, like, fucking with mortals which is totally reasonable excuse but it's like if they have an objective they're trying to reach and they're actually fighting a quote-unquote war and act like they're so above everything because their shit's so much more important then why aren't you doing something about it like you have more power than angel and buffy why aren't you doing something about it well the only thing i can point to is maybe being an object being an obstacle for them is the first. Maybe if they take more direct action, it makes it opens the universe up to being attacked Maybe. by the first or something. That's yeah, the just, other thing I can think of. I just feel like there's a lot. Of, there's so much poor. I love Buffy. I do, but there's a lot of poor planning yeah. in the Buffy verse. So that's there a, is. That's a good. I feel like I know that guy. David Haybert. He was. Oh. He's been in tons of things. He was in Twenty Four. Oh, that's probably, yeah. oh, yeah, that's yeah, probably where President I know Palmer. him from. Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch 24, but I saw a lot of stuff on it back um, yeah, when yeah, it was yeah. really popular. And, like, everyone yeah, was it, checking it out from Blockbuster when I worked there. Yeah. It's a great series. I've got all the seasons on DVD. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. Um, that's great that they made God black. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, he is hilarious in the role. Uh, now I now I really want to finish it because the fact that they brought... you're gonna have to. Yeah. Okay. So other than Lucifer, though, I can't really and and Buffy, I can't I can't really think of and, and there's Xena and Hercules, but like nothing super recent other than Lucifer where we've really had. Is there? There was. Maybe there we're was just not the watching Ameri- the shows. <laughs> there was the American Gods TV series, which I never watched personally. I um, think that one they were limited on power because they didn't have followers anymore, right? Yeah. What What was happening was new gods were being born that were like god of the internet or <laughs> stuff like that it was things that people are worshipping now rather than what they did back then so the old gods are losing their powers and yeah. going to war basically with this new generation of gods That's hilarious. and I, I do want to watch it at some point I just never got around to doing it because they look good they look good I think the concept uh, is interesting but yeah. probably can't last for too long no, I think it lasts for like three seasons, maybe. Yeah, which is probably longer than it needed to. What about opinion. anime? I feel like the more recent animes that I've seen that have god characters in them, um, they're very chaotic and standoffish mm-hmm. and pretty much stick to their own yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like, especially the isekai think, ones just, where usually a god is a buy-in oh, yeah. for them traveling to a different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, That's the um, main plot point of the Storm Spider So What series. <laughs> the, um, there was a character who was pretending to be a god in our world, and she just got pissed off with everyone. Okay. And... Or, more or less, there's a bit more to it than that. But she basically took everyone in that class and reincarnated them in the fantasy world. Oh. And and is just watching them out of her amusement. And yeah, interesting. I think I think they call her D. She just goes by D as her god name. But she's sort of controlling everything and giving the spider little bits of help here and there because she amuses her and all that. Wow. It's a weird situation that I I need to read the manga or white novels to get a bit more in depth into it because the anime doesn't really go into it. Oh, okay. In the first season. I'm really, really hoping they make a second season because the way it ended, I've got high anticipations. (laughs) I want more. So with that one, the god is kind of chaotic and indifferent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very, so so they, it makes it, 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 you know, they're not in it to help. They only help when it really interests them or favors them, and I'm totally yeah. for that. But I, man, when you have benevolent gods, though, trying to figure mm-hmm. out why they're not interfering or how their hands are tied can be, like, a huge pain in the butt. I feel like for you, though, with your stuff, you would really benefit from, well... We kind of went to war once before already, yeah. and um, we kind of agreed that was a bad idea to fight directly because we tend to destroy everything, and so we had to restart the universe, mm-hmm. and we all kind of have to live here, so we've got like some rules of engagement. I feel like god yeah. rules of engagement are a great way to get your gods 
not directly interfering with one mm-hmm. another and, and playing well, chess I, I, with humans instead. As I've said, that's why I've really moved away from my gods being god gods. Yeah. But they very powerful beings, but I think that they might, have their limits. Yeah, I think that might be that might be what I use for, for fantasy is the yeah. reason they're not directly interfering is because they know it would be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It would cause a lot of world destruction. They'd yeah. only do it if it was absolutely necessary. So But my my only true gods at this point are really the um the Cthulhu-like stuff that I'm building with um, through my stories. Yeah. I guess you just got to figure out how much your gods interfere and to what degree and why. Yes. I, th- I think using the excuse, well, you know, we want you guys to figure out things on your own. Like, if we just did mm-hmm. everything for you, then, you know, yeah. what would be the point? Like, um, mm-hmm. but, I th- but then there's the also, like, why would gods allow people to suffer and get sick and die and all those other things, you know? And so I think that's Mm -hmm. where the difference is with fantasy. Like people do get sick and stuff. For the most part, the gods do directly interfere a lot and provide a lot of things. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think that's just something Mm -hmm. people don't question with gods in their media. Like why? Because they're just so used to that kind of being a narrative, but, and no one really questioning it, but I do. I'm like, but if they're so good, why are they letting people get sick? Mm-hmm. And then you uh, could say, well, it's a natural order of things, but I don't know. Uh, with those, they're the ones who made the always... universe. Like, why are they letting things happen that way? <laughs> with with the books I was talking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, yeah sorry. Um, last night, the... you wanted me to talk a lot, and then you're like, no, no, no I have things <laughs> to say now. So, so go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. Because um, the more you t- talk, the more that gives me jumping off points. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Specific. The I'll use the first series that David Eddings wrote. Okay. Um, as an example, um, in the beginning of that, the gods all pretty much adopted tribes of humanity, and those okay. became the seven nations, I think, eventually. Okay. But there was one god, sort of screwed it up for everyone else when he became obsessed with basically that story's version of the one ring david Eddings was obsessed with beating tolkien gotcha pretty much he yeah he had this whole book where he um it was like a a resource a reference book for this series and he talked about how what he um saw lord of the rings on the shelf in a bookshop when he was younger and thought, wow, this thing's still around. And he thought, if this, if, um, this sells well, I could do, I could certainly write one that's just as good. <laughs> very arrogant. Very, very arrogant. <laughs> and, um, he, he reckoned he came up with the, the perfect formula for writing fantasy novels. And it was having character archetypes basically in, the quest and it was all crap that people had already come up with, but he reckoned he did sort of. Yeah. And um, yeah, so basically their ver- his version of the one ring is this blue orb that was like a star or something that took physical form and this, and has extreme, extreme power. And this God, 
I can't think of his name. It was a really weird name. See, now that's also um, another interesting idea. Uh, gods that aren't actually like super sentient, like they're very baser and animalistic mm-hmm. and 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 non um and they're neutral. Like they just their yeah. existence is like more like a force of nature. Um yeah. I like that idea. Is that what he did? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, but I really like that idea, though. Yes, I do too. Um, No, these gods were like physical beings, and they had their personality and all that. And for the most, all of every other god, they loved their children. They like to call them their their humans that they looked after, and they lived with them and interacted with them, and life was perfect for them, basically. There was yeah. only one god who sort of went off to the side, and he wasn't really interested in having followers. He just wanted to study things, and he was actually the first one that found this blue orb, and it was stolen from him by his brother. And this brother, he was the pretty much the exact opposite of all the other ones. He was vain and arrogant and all this stuff. He made his people worship him. and Okay. And... Basically, when he stole the orb, it reacted badly to him. It burnt him, and it was an eternal burn, so he was always in agony. He was disfigured from it. This was the, the bad one? Yeah, the bad one. Okay. And But when he wielded it, he had such enormous power over the, over the world that it terrified the other gods. Not just of him, but what they might do with they. And you took it from um, the good brother? Yeah. Gotcha. And, yeah. Um, so, basically, their father, he said, look, for the safety of all humanity, we can't stay here anymore. We have to go like, and just look on. Because they were worried that if... They, like, if one of them got the orb, it would just cause more destruction and more death. Okay. So they they remove themselves from the world, pretty much, and just become these figures that offer guiding wisdom every now and then when needed, sort of thing. Okay. And I, I kind of like that in the context of those books. It doesn't always work. I'm like I'm paraphrasing a lot. There's a lot I'm leaving out because I haven't read the book since so long. Um, so I'm probably not explaining it super well. No, just, no. Um, but you like the way that he did his gods. Like yeah. why why they don't interfere is because their their hands yes. are kind of tied, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. And then he then he wrote this other trilogy where <laughs> he sort of did things different again, but kept similar elements he's very much about having uh in in that story yeah and it was very much a ripoff of lord of the rings in a lot of ways because the object of power in that was this rose carved out of sapphire and it had incredible power and everyone was obsessed with it and even has a golem character that was a troll (laughs) <laughs> that, was a, that found and carved the sapphire in the in the first place, and okay. it was stalking the lands trying to get it back. But it turned out the rose was actually a sentient, higher power as well. Oh. And it had an opposite, and he 
there was and there was many gods in that as well, but for whatever reason, they didn't interact with humanity. They yeah. were too good for it. And then there was one god that was the evil god, and he wanted to be the only god. So he was trying to spread his religion and all this. It was in that one. I thought the situation with the gods was a much bigger mess than yeah. what he had with the Belgarian. Yeah. And it seemed to be a um, common problem with him. The more books he wrote with gods, the more lax he got with them. Yeah. In Redemption of Aphilus, he only had three gods. And, again, that situation was weird because the was technically a good god and a bad god, and they were at war with each other, and I think their war with each other was the problem was affecting the world in different ways. So yeah. their sister was conspiring against them to end the war and gathering heroes. And she, I, I liked that one. Gotcha. And that's a book I've got to reread again because it was really good. Yeah. But I, in, his, in his last story, he just, it was so weird. Yeah. The way he did the gods, there, there was basically six, no, ten gods all up. There was a mother and a father and then eight others. But the the mother and father gods, they were, they sort of stayed out of everything, right? They had yeah. their own little existence off in things and they hid more or less from their children. Their children didn't even know them, know about them. But the way the other eight worked was they would always... At any given time, there was only four gods operating in the world. Okay. And after a certain amount of time, they would, re they would swap places with the other four and go into a long sleep and all that. So there was never more than four awake at any given time out of the children. Yeah. And, and things just got super, super weird. <laughs> as it went on and by the end of the book it did one of my biggest pet peeves in fiction is when a creator uses time travel to undo everything oh i think but, i remember you telling me about this when you were reading yeah. the series and you were really upset about it i was just really annoyed yeah by it. and because like the characters go through all these things they have all these character developing moments and and everything was cool. It was all good. And then in the last chapter, they think they say, oh, we can go back in time. Why don't we just go back and make it so none of this ever happened? <laughs> oh, my God. Why I did you just time... do that for the first place? Yeah. I. Well, you know how I feel about time. See, that's another topic we have to do. Maybe I don't know if mm -hmm. we need to do a deep dive on it, but I definitely want to uh, talk I... about time travel and, as a story point because if I have – so many thoughts about that. There's, so we are going to have to do, do it because there's something coming up that's going to bring it up again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like limiting your god's power is also a really good way to yeah. Um, make it so benevolent gods um have a reason for why they don't interfere all the time, like um. Maybe the reason that uh, your gods aren't 
preventing people from being ill all the time is because it's a natural order in the universe um, that's mm -hmm. that they can't prevent from happening. And if they were to do that, it would. It's not about the balance being skewed, but it yeah. would basically suck all their power away to keep people from, you know, dying from illness and all these other things. So, I mean, that's another way that you can do that. You just limit their power. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you could say, well, they designed the universe, so why would they design it that way? But maybe they didn't. Maybe that's just a core component of the mathematics of the universe and the limitations yeah. of their powers. Like, you can easily, mm -hmm. which honestly may be what I wind up, wind up doing with my with my gods yeah. and my fantasy series because they're all the good ones are really really good and they actually really care about people a lot and they do interfere quite frequently um because mm -hmm. i don't see the reason why they wouldn't but um there's a there's a point in the narrative where there's like this huge war and um between mortals and immortal beings and um a lot of people die and i'm just like wait a minute yeah. why didn't <laughs> the gods interfere and stop this from happening oh Probably because it would have taken too much energy. That that yeah. that would be a good reason why I think, because <laughs> <laughs> that's my yeah. biggest issue. That's my biggest issue with gods and stories. Yeah. Uh, another issue I have with um, gods and stories is shown in Ruby. <clears throat> okay. Oh. Um, oh yeah. The absolute arrogance. See, this is something we've. I don't. Why didn't you mention Ruby earlier? Why didn't I mention it just occurred earlier? to me. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's that's the one that we complain about the most. Okay, so spoilers yeah. for Ruby for anyone listening. If you have not watched season seven, volume seven, I think, is where they Volume they were, six. If you've not volume watched six. volume six, then you need to exit stage left right now or, or speed ahead to I, I don't know what part, but um, probably going to go on for a good five minutes here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you and I have talked about that. Like, those dudes are arrogant. I think they're more yep. arrogant. <sighs> do you want to start first or do you want me? Because I have a lot of things to say about not even you, just this specifically. First. Okay. So it's not even just in Ruby, but like in other media that has gods um, who come off as all-knowing and all-powerful. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like mostly, though, they're just all-powerful, because I don't feel like you can be both. You can't you can't be a god and be all-knowing and be all-powerful also, because, like, there's, there's just no way for you to exist in a story narrative, like, as a perfect being without any... There's no way for the story to exist. Does that make sense? Like, I just... Yeah. I, I feel like yeah, yeah. you can't be both um, as a god character. That's just my opinion. I, it's, it, it would take a philosophy degree the size of Oklahoma for me to try and explain it, and I don't have that kind of ex education, so I'm not going to do it. Someone else who's smarter than me in that area can do it, but I'm. it just doesn't work for my brain. So um, I know that's cop-out, but whatever. I don't want to talk about it. So anyway, um, with that being said... Um, I have big issues with ancient beings, not even just gods, but beings that are like thousands and thousands of years old or millennia of years old, um, who people who are watching it will be like, well, they're gods, you know, and they've lived for a really long time. So obviously they, they know better than everybody else. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I've had this actual conversation with people before about um, like, I can't remember what it was. But it was a friend of mine, and it was this, a thing that we had watched, and there was like an ancient dragon character who had lived for thousands of years. And the dragon was basically being an arrogant asshole to the humans, being like, 
well, you know, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 and I know better than you. And I'm like, how do they know better? Just because they've lived a really long time? Doesn't that make them kind of biased? Like, they don't understand the human experience. They're a freaking centuries and centuries millennial old freaking dragon. Like, they have no idea what it's like to be human or to suffer or to struggle or to, to live a short existence and somehow make your mark in that existence. So who are that, they? That's actually, that's actually a bit of a plot point in Arcane. So I'm um, hoping oh, to pick up good, on that when we watch it. Good to know. Good to know. But that's my big deal. That's that's my one of my bigger issues, which I had with Ruby when they revealed in Volume 6 that um, I imagine a lot of people, I could be wrong because I don't, you watch more React videos and reviews and stuff than I do um, when it comes to mm. Ruby. I really don't. I watch a handful of video essays when it comes to the social, yeah, yeah, yeah. social content of most things. Um, like when it comes to the, the white fang and stuff, whatever have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole other topic. But with that being said, um, I don't know what the community feeling reaction is on this, but my instant visceral reaction to the way that they treated... Um, so TLDR, if you're still around and you don't mind being spoiled for season six, volume six of Ruby, um, you find out that Salem, the big bad, um, is actually like millennia years old. And so is Ozpin. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's, she's, she's lived for a really long time. She's lived since basically like the second beginning of humanity. Yeah, prehistory, um, when everyone had magic, and there were two gods, and they were very much involved in the world. There was the god of darkness and the god of light. And um, she was the Rapunzel character, because, you know, all their characters are fairy tale characters based on fairy tale. And, yep. um, Rapunzel, Oz- Sleeping Beauty, yep. Yeah, so Rapunzel, um, I don't, what was her name? Was her name Salem um, back then? Yeah, it was Salem, yeah. Okay, so her father had put her in a tower and, you know, warriors were supposed to come and fight for her freedom and her hand in marriage and whatever have you. And And so Oz... It's actually a little bit more complicated than that. I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah, the fairy tale anthology series goes into her story a bit more. Yeah, I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, 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 you're totally fine. So I'll shut up. I'll shut up. No, I don't, I don't think I've actually watched that yet, or if I have, it's been a while, but I was oversimplifying. I know it's more complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not mad. So anyway, um, Ozma, uh, not Ozpin at that time, he's Ozma, uh, comes and rescues her, and they, they're together, and yay, happy, but um, he ends up getting sick, and he dies, and she's heartbroken. So she goes to the God of Light, and she's like, hey, will you bring back the love of my life? I can't go on, please. And the God of Light refuses her. So she goes to the God of Darkness and she manipulates him. She does. She manipulates him. I can't blame her, though. Um, I really can't. And she asks him for help. And so he brings Ozma back. But then the God of Light shows up and they get into an argument. And the God of Light, in my opinion, manipulates the God of Darkness. Oh, he does. Uh Uh-huh. And that's my opinion. And um, so they end up, you know... Ozma is, is dead again. He's ashes on the wind, literally. And um, yeah. here's the thing. It's visceral for me watching it. Like, Yes, because if, they resurrect and kill him multiple times. Yeah, and I think that it's done intentionally. I don't know anyone yeah. who would have watched that scene who has any kind of degree mm-hmm. or any kind of learnedness or background or study in analysis or, or, or you know, watching, like, in theater or anything who can watch that scene yeah. and be like 
how is this meant to be taken any other way than these gods are torturing her? You know yes. what I mean? Um, and him, by extension. Yeah. So, ultimately, she's left, you know, completely hurt. Um, and she goes through a series of events, um, rallying humans to her side. I don't remember when they make her immortal, but they do at some point as a punishment. And um, she tries to destroy them. And um, they basically leave and wipe every other human off the face of the planet, and she's left alone. Um, they make her immortal immediately after she. they realize that she was manipulating them. Yeah. They make her immortal as punishment. And so That's what it is. And reunited with Ozma. Which I think is just cruel. Like, yeah. they took that way too far. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah. Like, I think that it's written that way. Like, I don't think anyone watching that is meant to view these two beings as benevolent, like, or well-meaning. Mm. Because they took it way, in my opinion, they took it way too far. Like, they just did. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, if you're a truly benevolent being, you would have found another way. So, yes. So, she tries to rise up against them like you do. Good for her. Um and but they end up wiping all of humanity off the face of the planet. But somehow life finds a way, and so humans come back into the world. So I guess at some point, um, the god of light visits Ozma in the afterlife, and tells him like, "Hey, so you can go back, um, and we need you to fix things per our view of how things need to be fixed. Um, when these things are brought, these these four is it four relics. artifacts yeah. relics are brought relics. together." will appear before you again and judge humanity, basically. And if you're found wanting, like, that's it. Last shot. Um, why would you ask them to come back? Oh, I know, because you're, you're vendetta-driven, um, heartbroken woman who's now just so encompassed by this mission of destroying these two gods. You can't give up on the ghost. So come hell or high water, Salem is going to summon these gods back. And um, I'm tangenting, but in my opinion it's not going to go well for the gods, ultimately. I really don't think it is. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that Ruby and Gang or whatever end up just finding a way to shut them down because they, they're yeah. not good beings, in my opinion. They're not even, like, baser animal entity, like, neutral, chaotic kind of, like, forces no, no. of nature things. Like, they're just, they're terrible. They're awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're ego-driven, like, lost completely out of touch with mortals just yeah that thing i was talking about before that i was complaining yes. about yeah so i don't so like the it thing, <laughs> the thing that annoys me about the situation yeah primarily two things that annoy me i mean i like the their characterization sorry let me be clear yes. i like their characterization oh, i don't yeah. have a problem with how they're written or anything but anyone no. who thinks that they're like their intentions are good or that like they know better like against yeah, yeah no <laughs> Exactly. There is yeah. no larger design that no. they're working because it's stated that they're fallible. They don't know yeah. everything. They can be manipulated. Yeah. Um, but the two things that annoys me is one, they specifically state there is a balance and that's why Osma can't be brought back. Mm -hmm. That's why the God of Light wouldn't do it. It had to be maintained. And then he brings him back. Mm -hmm. That annoys me. That feels like a little bit of a plot hole to me. Yeah, nothing the bad happens. Thing, yeah. <laughs> well, as far as we know. <laughs> um, well, you could say that he 
pretty much creates the Salem that we end up knowing. But that's another that's another topic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Topic for the future: heroes that create the villain. Ooh, yeah. Um, um, the other thing that annoys me is they have all these high expectations of humanity. Yeah. Because like they're pissed off that. Oh, sorry, shouldn't be swearing. They're annoyed that <laughs> humanity keeps asking favors of them. They humanity keeps wanting things. Yeah. And that's why they bring offerings, and it's not out of any devotion or goodwill. They just everything's in exchange for something else. And well, that's, no one, no one ever goes sorry. to the god of darkness. Yeah, which I find pretty much that's another. Point I don't of believe that. Um, like, are you kidding me? Are there no goths in this time period? Yeah, okay. I, I'm not yeah. buying it. I'm not buying it that, that there was nobody who. That's just me being critical of the narrative yeah. itself. But yeah, that's oversimplified. That could, be, that could be something fun to explore in fan theories. But um, yeah, yeah. The thing that annoys me is that they're annoyed at humans for the way they act and not being cooperative and always at war with one another. I think well, y'all created bitch. them. Yeah, sit down and guide them, teach them. Yeah. They're your creations. Don't let them run wild if that's not what you want them to do. That's exactly my point. This is why I don't consider yeah. them benevolent beings. I consider them yeah. egotistical, um, out of touch, uh, not actually concerned or cared with their about their mm -hmm. creations. So, yeah, well, no, I think I, it's great characterization, but in well, terms I of will, labeling them, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will point out that the God of Light is not happy that his brother destroyed all of humanity. He's, he was very, what's the word, um, remorseful about it in his explanation to Ozma. I don't... Like, he didn't come... That's, that was my takeaway. He seems remorseful about it to me. I don't like the black and white nature of no, their characterization, though. And that's, to me, that's an affront. That's yeah. just detriment to the writing itself. Like... Mm-hmm. Why? Why is why is it black and white? Why is the god of darkness like quote unquote evil, and why is the god of light quote unquote good? You know, I just I'm not down yeah. for that. Like, I don't. I hate that. I just don't like it. I like. Yeah. I don't know. I'm more into the whole like when it comes to the black and white or light and darkness kind of characterization of of things. I much prefer um, the kind of yin and yang perspective of, of it, mm -hmm. where it's like darkness is attributed to certain things and light is attributed to certain things, but yeah. neither one are inherently good or evil. I like the, if I like the, idea, it's one of the things that I do with magic in my stories. There is dark magic and it can be evil if it's wielded a certain it's way. more intention. Yes. And it's, it's, it's about how you use it, what you're using it for, and yes. um, the dark magic is not inherently evil on its own. It is something that exists in nature, but it's not yeah. evil. It's it's how people utilize it and craft the spells. So I feel like that's mm -hmm. just, I don't know, I prefer that. I realize not every story. I feel like Ruby oversimplified the, the dark god and the light yeah. god, and I feel like there could have been more nuance there with their characterization, and it bothers mm -hmm. me. But that's more of a critique of the show and not... But if yeah. the gods are summoned back to Remnant, and I think they will be by the end, yeah. I really want Ruby to shame them. I really do, with too. Her, with her purity and yes. innocence. I agree. 
I 100% agree. You created this mess. This is why we're in this situation. Why should we be judged for your mistakes? Yeah. I kind of, not going to lie, I kind of hope they do it like an everyman play, like the first two episodes of um, Star Trek Next Generation. Like, not specifically that same way, but just like the idea of one person being judged for the sins of all humanity, which is, you know, typically the everyman kind of play that you I don't know if you know yeah. anything about the everyman plays but a they little were, bit yeah they were done on the church steps back in um medieval I think it was medieval England because all the uh, church services were done like in Latin and stuff um mm-hmm. and people weren't literate and and so they had to find a way to kind of convey parable and story and uh mm-hmm. stuff to them um and that was one of the ways they did it they would do little plays on the church steps and it was um the everyman play was literally like a one man being judged for the sins of all humanity so yep which, which is what they did in the first two episodes of next generation with yeah, q yeah, yeah. and picard which is why to this day they're still like my two favorite episodes even oh, though the rest of the first season is kind of yeah it's, it's kind of trash when yeah. you go back and look at it the first season is extremely rough oh my gosh the Qs are an excellent example of fantastic god beings oh yeah yeah, who think, who absolutely think that they know everything, but really don't. And Picard is absolutely there to be like, who are you to judge us for, you yes. know, just because you think you know better? Like, you're so far removed from my existence because of your immortality and your power. Like, how could you possibly understand what it's like to be me? How dare you judge me? Like, to me, that's, yes, I love that. I'm a big fan of that. When you have gods that are chaotic and like the Greek gods, like the QR. Um, yep. Yeah. More of that. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I like humanity standing up and being like, no, you don't necessarily know better. Yeah. And I normally don't like that. I feel like it's used quite a bit in stories, yep. but I feel like when it comes to gods who think that they know it all and they are the last word, I, 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 I'm all for... Maybe that's why I like Independence Day so much, because they just, they come in yeah. being like, ah, we're going to, you know, and humans are like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I've, I like situations like Independence Day where it shows humanity at its best. Yeah. But humanity yeah. is at its best when we are working together against a common foe. Yeah, that's what, you know problem. what, see, that's what I really want for... I realize that the discussion about gods has turned into a discussion about Ruby here at the end. I'm totally fine with that. We've got to wrap things up. Um, yeah. But I, I'm really, the nations are kind of divided right now with the last, oh, the you know, everything's in, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that is going to be the direction they're going in for the final one where it's not even just a battle against Salem. Like Salem isn't going to be the real enemy. It's going to be these two gods and them unifying to stand against them. I honestly think Cinder is going to be the main enemy at the end. Because yeah. she's sort of in a situation where, where Salem, Salem was. was yeah. Where she's realizing, oh, Salem doesn't know everything. I can manipulate her. Yeah. And she's not think, wrong. No, she's not wrong. But I think she's going to do something where she is going to become the big bad. I feel like Cinder is actually worse than Salem because oh, she, is. she doesn't actually care. I feel like Salem, no. in a way, does actually care in her own twisted way. She's convinced yeah. herself what she's doing is right, and it doesn't matter yeah, if other people. Die. 
She just wants to yeah. die at this point. She doesn't Cinder- care about anything else. No, nah, Cinder wants to wants live. Power. And she wants power, yeah. She's not as yeah. old as Salem, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well, I, th- I think we've talked about everything we can talk about, unless you've got stuff you want to yes. add. No, oh. not that I can think of. All right. Well, uh, why don't you, do you want me to plug myself, or do you want to plug yourself first? Uh, you can find me at Twitter, at OniRiven, O-N-I-R-I-V-Y-N. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Kit underscore Row, K-I-T underscore R-O-E. Uh, you can also find our our Twitter for the for 32-bit bards at 32-bit bards. Uh, number 32-bit, B-I-T, and bards, B-A-R-D-S. No underscores or anything. Um, and if you're just like, eh, but where's the main hub? You can uh, find us on um, website or my website at kitrow.com. Uh, we also have Twitch, kit underscore row. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel, but I don't actually have a URL for that. So you're just, you're going to have to do a search on YouTube for 32 bit arts. You'll uh, find us. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. I've got the URL here, but it's too complicated to. Oh yeah. No, you don't that. get a special URL on YouTube until you get like a bunch of subscribers yeah. or something. So yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't have that. I mostly post to the YouTube thing for people who like YouTube. So yeah. Um. All right. So I think that's everything. Um. Say good night, Riven. Good night.